the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Reminder, 1220, no, take two, <laughs> 1250, Bruce Hooley will be here to talk about the future of the Bruce Hooley show. You don't want to miss it. Hour number two starts right now with a very important discussion. Um, you heard me talk yesterday about the Blue 22 and the charade of Jason Stevens from the House floor on Wednesday, and uh, (laughs) that video made some people mad yesterday, which means I'm over the target. Um, But one of the members of the Blue 22, probably the most outspoken, loudmouthed, boisterous members of the Blue 22, is a guy by the name of John Cross. Um, I'll save the rest of my commentary uh, on Mr. Cross for later. Uh, But... The district that he represents in the Ohio State House currently is District 83. Well, he's got a competitor. And his competitor's name is Ty Matthews. And Ty Matthews joins us right now. Ty, welcome to the Bruce Hooley Show. How are you today, sir? I'm great. Enjoying this beautiful, beautiful weather up here in Northwest Ohio. Great, great weather to be door knocking. So it's, I'm really enjoying it today, working hard, and yeah, it's been a great day. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. It's super fantastic to have you. Um, remind our listeners where you're from and what your work has entailed prior to running for the state house. Yeah, so currently I live in Finley, which is in Hancock County. The 83rd district includes Hancock County, Hardin County, and parts of Logan County. My experience, you know, it's it's been... Largely with public service, you know, one of my, I feel like my calling on on my life is, you know, returning and being an example of servant leadership to the people. And, you know, after graduating college at Cedarville University, which is a small Christian university near Dayton, Ohio, I started working in the treasurer's office first as a treasurer's special assistant, and then I started working in his policy shop. Simultaneously, I was working in the Ohio Army National Guard. I first served as a chaplain assistant and then commissioned as an infantry officer, where I currently serve, and I have served the last nine years as an infantry officer in the 148 Infantry. So I just got back, actually, from a deployment this past August. I was a battle captain in Baghdad, and I was listening to one of the, you know, the commercials on the, on the show before hopping on here and you know, start talking about all the, you know, the drone warfare going on. Yeah. And that's exactly what I worked with over there. You know, that's the main threat to our soldiers right now. And I believe also it could be an issue here domestically in the future. So that's a, kind of me in a nutshell with my work experience uh, entailed, you know, tallied up with my military career. Ty, thank you for your service, first of all. And uh, second of all, you're right. I talked with a dad. Uh, two weeks ago now, who lost a daughter to fentanyl poisoning. And we were talking about the open border 
And uh, he has since spent a lot of time with uh, sheriff's deputies in the state of Ohio, the DEA. One of the things that they talk about and warn about is a drone strike using, uh, you know, payloads of fentanyl. It's it's terrifying. So thank you for all the work that you do uh, to protect the men and women of this country. Speaking of protection, uh, if you are in the Ohio State House, man, oh, man, the, the Republicans have a supermajority, but under Jason Stevens, the House has been the most ineffectual since the Eisenhower administration. Uh, what would you do differently? Yeah, and you you gave a pretty colorful explanation, you know, of my opponent. And one thing I, I really want to return to, you know, Teddy Roosevelt said it, you know, the best. He said, you know, speak softly and carry a big stick, right? Every single action you do does not have to be a show. Every single action you do, you don't have to be yelling at someone. You know, I think the party right now is in disarray, and we need unity. We need unity. We can disagree on certain things. doesn't mean we don't come to the table and talk, right? And you talk about protection, you know, in the state house. <laughs> I, I, I would really like to work on some of these you know, policies regarding. And let's be let's be proactive with this drone threat, right? Instead of being reactive, because unfortunately, many times in government we are reactive to these issues. You know, and I, I really like to work on you know if if elected on developing these policies on helping local municipalities, maybe some of these stadiums or these high traffic areas on countering this threat. And that can, again, you nailed it on the head there. You know, the House is in disarray right now because of political maneuvering. We are electing officials that have no integrity, that they are self-serving. They don't embody uh, servant leadership. And that's the product that we, we are seeing. And it's partially our fault. You know, we are the ones electing these people over and over again into office. And that's why I'm running. I'm running. Hey, send me to Columbus. I'm here to serve you. Now, we need to return the word represent back in in, in representative, right? Uh, All this is political maneuvering we're seeing in Columbus, and I'm I'm, I'm frankly just tired of it. I laugh at your opponent because uh, during the height of COVID, he wanted to be my best friend and wanted to use my platform to publish all of his self-aggrandizing videos. And then when I published the report, bipartisanship or betrayal and showed that he and and Jay Edwards were behind the scenes working a deal with Democrats to oust the conservative speaker, the heir apparent, Um, you know, then he started trash talking me in our news outlet that we were fake news. He, uh, listen, there's a special place for for people like John Cross. Um, I I am happy to talk with you and uh, you are obviously uh, committed to your country. You're committed to your cause. You don't go into the theater and uh, into battle if you are not committed. And uh, kudos to you for being less loudmouthed than me about John Cross. Uh, let me ask you about a couple of key issues, protecting our kids and protecting parents' rights. Uh, House Bill 68, uh, the House voted to veto override the governor. Um, where, do, where do you stand with that? Because you are super strong on medical freedom, meaning if, if, if I'm going to wear a mask, I decide, and I don't have to not go to school or travel. If I don't get a jab, I can still work, and you can't mandate that I do it. At the same time, some people are saying, well, okay, but as a parent, then I have a right to cut off the breasts of my daughter or penis of my son and uh, pump their bodies full of drugs. Where do you stand on those those really important nuanced issues? Yeah, so I'll just give you my political philosophy, and it'll feed into that answer. You know, in my lo- On my logo, you'll see three stars, and that stands for God, country, and family. 
that's the principles I live my life by and what I also believe this country was founded upon. And in the Constitution, there's this phrase that we have forgotten, at least part of it we've forgotten, and it's to secure the blessings of liberty for ourselves. We, we don't stop there. And our posterity. Posterity means future generations, right? And though I believe the government should be small, the government should get out of the business of our lives, the government does have a role in securing the blessings of liberty to our posterity. And <laughs> allowing minors to be mutilated, whether with parental consent or not, that is not preparing the future of the United States for, let's, let's be honest, a future conflict. Um, our, our community right now, the workforce, you know, we're, we're just undermining our country's future by allowing this. And I, I'm all for parental rights, but to have liberty, you have to have consent. And minors do not have consent. You know, why, why, if this is the case, you know, if people want to make that argument, well, let's start allowing alcohol. Let's allow minors to start buying alcohol, you know, marijuana and nicotine, you know, if it's if they have parental consent to do that, is that okay? Right? I think we need to start reevaluating a lot of our public policies if that's the argument we're going to make. So I'm very strong on that. I believe I would have voted voted to also veto the governor's um, override on that. And yeah, I I think this is something that's really important that we have to get right, or our country's future is at risk. Parental rights don't include abuse. That's how I that's how I tee it up, and I'm, I kind of hear you saying the same thing. And also hearing how you're talking and addressing this issue of liberty and consent, um, certainly uh, you're on board with medical freedom and somebody's uh, right to decide um, without being penalized. Let me ask you this. We've got about a, uh, a minute left here. So um, what is your number one priority and how can folks reach out to you to support you financially or to follow you? You know, my number one priority in this race, you know, and I believe it needs to be all of our number one priorities, returning integrity back into these offices. You know, trust in institutions that is at an all-time low in our country, with the U.S. military having the highest level of trust. You know, this is, this is important for our country to get this right. We're at the last couple of crossroads in our nation where, listen, where do we turn for truth? You know, it's all this misinformation out there. It's, it's because of this lack of trust, and we keep electing officials that say one thing and they do another. If you would like to support my efforts, you know, partner with me and join in this. I believe it's going to be a wave of change in Ohio. Check out my website at MatthewsForOhio.com. That's Matthew spelled with one T for Ohio.com. And I also have a Facebook page, Ty Matthews for State Representative. He is Ty Matthews. He's running for election to the Ohio House of Representatives to represent District 83. Ty Matthews, thank you for spending time with us today. We'll have you back soon, brother. Take care. Thank you very much. God bless you. God bless you. Hey, much, much more in store for you on The Bruce Hooley Show. Don't go anywhere. Twelve thirty-five, Vincent Vernuccio, I4AW. That's what he founded. He's a labor policy attorney and expert. 
And he's going to talk to us about what might be going on with Honda in Ohio and why you might need to be concerned. And then I already told you at 1250, Bruce Hooley will be here and he's going to tell us about the future of the Bruce Hooley show. So make sure that you're here for that. Uh, by the way, if you're getting married, make sure you get over to the legacy on possumrun.com. That's the legacy on possumrun.com. It is Ohio's premier wedding venue. Three beautifully unique spaces comprise the venue. The calendar's there so you can see what dates are available after you fall in love with it. You're going to want to book. Uh, book a tour first. Uh, sign up for the open house on February 24th. Pricing's there. There's no guesswork. You want a very special place? Get over to the legacy on possumrun.com. Your legacy begins here. Uh, speaking of legacy, a wise man not only provides for his children, but his children's children. And man, oh man, Shevitz, are we in uh, preservation mode right now? Sometimes it feels like the train's about to drive off the cliff and uh, over into communism. Brad Wenstrup is retiring, not going to run for re-election in 2024. That means his seat at the table, if you will, figuratively, or at least at the desk in the United States House, uh, will be open. And by the way, District 2, uh, I believe, supported Trump by 45 points over Joe Biden in 2020. So whoever wins the primary is going to win that seat. When I had Kim Georgeston on, I joked. I said, there's like a football team running. Well, I counted. There are 11. So yeah, whether they're the offensive team or the defensive team, there's, there are 11 people running for this seat. One of them is Charles Tassel, and he's on the phone right now, and uh, he's going to talk with us about his race for that seat in District 2. Charles, how are you today, sir? Very good, Jack. How are you doing? Super fantastic. Thank you uh, for arranging time to be with us. I know you're you're in the thick of things right now, aren't you? Uh, yeah, we are. It's 40, 40 or so days to the election, so we're we're full bore. So uh, I, I asked one of your opponents this question. I'm going to ask you. Uh, you know, we see Wenstrup stepping down. We know that uh, Johnson stepped down to take over at Youngstown State University. Some insiders tell me because they're just frustrated. They feel like they can't get anything done. Why, why do you want to go into the eye of that storm? Well, I think there's a couple sides to that, too. I think there's a facet of which, you know, they came in with a tea party. They've been there 10, 12 years. And that's that's plenty of time to do your work in Congress. We shouldn't have lifetimers in there. Um, that's That just leads to more problems. So I think... Both of those men are keeping consistent with that principle. So the other side to it, though, is why do I want to do it? Yep. Um, well, you, you just mentioned earlier about you know passing on to children and grandchildren. Uh, my son actually just got married. You start thinking about you know grandchildren and where's this going? And it's like we look at we just spent $6 trillion in the last two and a half years. You fractionalize that out in the mortgage banking system, that's $60 trillion. We've diluted our our, our whole monetary policy with, and we're just literally printing it. One of the things I share is a $10 billion in Bobby dollar. And people kind of go, well, what's that worth? And I'm like, pennies. Can't even buy a loaf of bread with it. It's and it's the point is, this is what's going to happen. If we do not get fiscal sanity back in place, we've got to put some fiscal discipline in place. And we've got to really start asking questions. There's there's two main issues, budgets and borders, and that's really what's driving my I love it. Budgets and borders. Well, let's talk about the budget. Um, okay. I, I'm probably a little different than, than most conservatives, and uh, I know that I perturb a lot of people when I say this. I don't think we should be supporting Ukraine at all. 
uh, I don't think that we should be supporting Israel until we get our, you know, budget and balance and border issues fixed. Those are two big spending pushes right now uh, that both mm-hmm. chambers of, of the uh, Capitol building are struggling with. Where do you stand on funding for Ukraine and funding for Israel? Well, my, my first question before I even get to the funding side of it, what's the American interest? That's That has to be our first question. And that hasn't been, I'm going to put it this way, it hasn't been asked, let alone started to be determined. So until we figure out what that is, and, and understand that that may be something as old as, you know, with Reagan fighting the Soviet Union, that there was an American interest in doing that. But we haven't defined that. We don't have any metrics to move forward. So I'm not ready to move forward with any additional funding until we really define what that is and does it make sense. And is it something Congress should be approving or is, that should be, or is it something that should be under a War Powers Act and moving forward that way? Because that's what I think we're moving towards very slowly just sliding down this hill towards you know, a world war. If you look at that, look at the wars, or excuse me, look at the conflicts around the world and how many countries are involved, it's as many or more than it was even in World War II. So we've got to recognize that we are very slowly heading into that. And that is not a good thing for our country, especially when we're not defining what our interests are. So I'm not trying to dodge the question, but I think we have to have some questions answered before we can even get to that point. Does that make sense? Totally. Totally. Uh, listen, I'm, I'm a no on Ukraine, but I'm a no on Ukraine because nobody can tell me what the end goal is and nobody can tell me how the money has been accounted for up to this point. So Exactly. You, you mentioned Israel. Let me, let me take a little bit different tack on that because, first of all, we have an ally. And one of the things, you know, it's your best friend, your ally. You step up there and help. And, but if you also may sit down and talk with them behind the scenes and say, look, we've been through Pearl Harbor. We've been through 9-11. Let's, let's take some deep breaths. You've got to really think this out on how you're going to respond so that as a country, we are responding with them, not reacting for them. And I think that's part of what, you know, that we often think in terms of the Senate being the more deliberative body. But I think that's even as a ally, you should be deliberative and assisting your ally in thinking through what it means. What does success look like? Is it is it 100 Hamas leaders dead? Is it 1,000 Hamas leaders dead? Or is there some other, you know, what is the, what is the exit plan? Mm. Unfortunately, we only have about 30 seconds here, so I want to make sure that we direct yes. people, uh, Charles, to a place where they can learn more about you and support your campaign if they're inclined. Where do they go? I appreciate that. Castle for Congress. It's T as in Tom, A-S-S-E-L-L for Congress. I'm happy to answer questions. Contact me through that. And I appreciate the opportunity. Jack, I feel like I'm Rush, longtime follower, first-time caller. <laughs> I appreciate it, man. Thank you so much. And uh, keep fighting the good fight. Best of luck to you. I'm sure we'll have you back. Have a great weekend, man. Absolutely. Take care. All right. Uh, so lots going on, and uh, you need to stay tuned for it. Uh, up next, we're going to talk about what might be going on with Honda and why you need to be concerned. Uh, Vince Bernuccio will be here and then Bruce Willie at 1250, so don't touch the dial. Stay with us. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.